0: But man, you know what, I'm so just thankful that we can be here, excited. You know, hey, I got some hope for some of you. I heard this week that 31%, think about this for a second, okay, 31% of people don't start Christmas shopping until the week of Christmas. That means if you're behind, you still have hope. But good luck, okay, good luck to you, right? Cool. Hey, listen, um, as you can see, we've had... Issues with sound systems, obviously we got an issue with one of our media screens, and you name it, we got things going on. Isn't it great just, you know what, sometimes you just got to step back and just be like, hey, you know what, whatever, you know, whatever. We're just going to move on anyway, you know. Oh, man. But anyway, let me ask you this question. I'm going to start off with this question right quick this morning. Here it is. How many of you would say that there's something in your life that you wish was different? Think about that. Yeah. Okay, we got two people who are in the front here, are pretty honest, okay? Thank you. Thank you, right? We wish things would be different, right? You wish, you know, your job would be different. You wish your church would be different, like things would actually work right in the church service. You wish, um, gosh, I don't know. You wish, you know, Christmas could be different, not so crazy and 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 commercialized, and we wish relationships could be different. And you know, there's a lot of things that we kind of wish that. You know what, if they could just be different, you know, we get, we get kind of stressed out, especially right now. This is like one of the, it could be a fun time, don't get me wrong. You know, I love Christmas. I love my boys, you know, they're so excited about Christmas and, and it's exciting to see them excited and, you know, and, and all that great stuff. But you know what, there's also heavy times sometimes during Christmas. There is. There's, there's, there's often sometimes where you look at, you know, especially if you're reflecting on, on maybe, you know, a loss of family members or friends, you know, and, and you look back. And, and, and sometimes, you know, that those parts aren't exactly the joyful moments. So, you know, we wish that some things in life could be different. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, is where we're going to go right into. And understanding, as I've told you throughout the last three messages uh, with this sermon series, he will be called. This is a prophetic message that was given 700 some years before the birth of Christ. It's kind of explaining the attributes of Christ, his characteristics, the things about him, as well as his names. And we're going to get right into the scripture, and it says this: "For to us a child is born, and to us a son is what? given, and the government will be on his shoulders." And he, speaking of Christ, will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, and the Everlasting Father. And the one that we're going to hit on today is this, the Prince of Peace. You know, I remember, um, you know, growing up as a child, as a kid, and, and even now, I have to say, you know, I heard one minister say Christmas is the his least favorite holiday of the year. And it was a minister who said that, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he would say something like that. It's because people put so many things ahead of who Christ is and the purpose of it. But I have to admit to myself and to you guys, it's probably one of the joyful times of the year that makes people excited, right? I mean, think about it. You're singing Christmas carols. You're, 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 you're you know, with family. And, you know, sometimes you're with family you don't want to be with, you know, but, you know, it's, kind of comes with the whole deal. Instead of Merry Christmas, what? It becomes like a Jerry Springer Christmas for some of your homes. All right? But, you know, and and, and then what, what also comes with Christmas, some tension, some anxiety, all these things. But all in all, this is supposed to be one of the most joyful times of the year. I mean, after all, who are we serving? We're serving the Wonderful Counselor. We're serving the Mighty God. We're serving the Everlasting Father. And we're serving the Prince of Peace. We're going to look at another scripture this morning in Luke chapter ten verses, or excuse me, Luke chapter two, verses ten through fourteen. It's a it's very well, it's, it's it's you know very important. It's very popular during this time of the year, and here's what it gets into. It says, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the messiah the lord this will be assigned you he will be fi- you will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger and suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts ap- appeared with the angel praising god and saying glory to god in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests this morning we're going to talk about the Prince of Peace. You know, when he came into this world, it wasn't exactly the most peaceful moment. It wasn't exactly the most peaceful coming into a situation. I mean, think about this for a second. I mean, we all know the story, and we've, we've heard it a hundred times or a thousand times or however many times you've heard it. But you've heard the story of, you know, Mary, a teenage girl, gets pregnant. She's not married it doesn't look good. It's not the greatest of situations, and to beat that, she says that she was it because of God. I mean, where's the peace in that? In fact, it brought a lot of confusion, probably a lot of tension and anxiety and, and heartache in this situation. And and you know, then then she's got to go on to explain to to Joseph of, of all of this, and you know you you it's hard to even imagine what the thoughts that he was going through at that time and, and the, anxi- I, you know, the anxiety that everything brought forth. It wasn't a calming moment, most likely. It could have even been hurtful to some, stressful. And then we go on sometime later on throughout, and nine months later, and here you got this young couple who she's nine months pregnant, and, and to, to beat off, she's got to leave where she's at. And, and she's on this donkey. Now, those of you who have been pregnant, which I have not, thank God. But I've been with a very pregnant woman who has been. And I've also been around pregnant women. At nine months, you don't want to joke with them. You don't. I know, I, I, I went to one one time. And, and uh, this was before, you know, I had kids or anything like that. And I went up to her and I was like, man, you haven't had that thing yet. She's like, no, you know, I just wanted this to sit here like this all the time. I just wanted my feet to be swollen. I was like, my bad. My bad. I'm stepping away now. You know, I learned a very valuable lesson. You don't mess with a nine-month pregnant woman. All right? Advice there, guys. All right? You don't want to do it. But here, so you got this, you know, she's on this donkey. She's traveling miles and miles. It can't be the most comfortable thing in the world. And that's not what? That's not peaceful. That's not peaceful. Especially for him. It's not peaceful. All right, and so then, you know, hey, they get into town, and they got to find a place to stay, and every hotel they go to is what? Booked up. Everything's booked up. And the stress. Can you imagine the stress on him at this point? Could you imagine the stress? You know, he's got this pregnant woman. She's not happy, you know. This baby's about to come. Can't find anywhere to put her except sit on a donkey. I mean, this is supposed to be the who? Prince of Peace. Right, this prince of peace is coming into this crazy world, and it looks like he's coming into it in a very crazy way. And the story goes on to say he finally goes up to this one, you know, inn, and they say, "No, you don't have nothing." He's probably desperate. He's on his, you know, you don't understand. She's going to kill me. You have to give us somewhere to stay. And the guy says, "You know what? I got a barn. Go back there, stay in the barn, and then the birth comes." And guess what? There's no epidural. I've been in the room when birth took place. It's not peaceful. Okay? So all I can imagine is here you have this Prince of Peace coming into the world in a barn. was ridden on a donkey by a woman who wasn't even married. Everything happening. But who is he? He's our Wonderful Counselor, He's our Mighty God, He's our Everlasting Father, and He's our Prince of Peace. You know, we think that our lives are stressful sometimes, and and, and the things that we're going through are are hard, but I can't imagine what they had went through during this time. You know, we're, we're celebrating this great celebration, and oftentimes we truly forget about the meaning of it, we forget about the purpose, of what we are celebrating right now. We're celebrating the birth of our Savior. We're celebrating the birth of our Lord. We're celebrating the birth of the one who's done miracles in your life and and who has reached his hand down and pulled you out of the darkest moments that you have ever been in. We're serving the one who, when you come to the altar, you come to him in prayer, and you're at your most desperate moment. He's just outstretching his arms, and he's saying, come here. You're celebrating the one who is your everlasting father, the one who loves you so much, more than your earthly parents could ever love you, more than anyone could ever love you. That's who we're celebrating, and that is Jesus Christ. You know, this, uh, this weekend, my wife and I, we had this idea. And uh, I have a birthday coming up, by the way, just in case somebody wants to know. All right. I accept gift cards and checks. All right. And uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, that's ridiculous. All right. And so, you know, my wife told me, she said, Kevin, here's what we're going to do. Thursday, we're going to go out, upcoming, this upcoming Thursday, we're going to go out. We're not going to have to do any Christmas shopping. We're going to go to a movie. We're going to have dinner. You know, I'm like, all right. You know, no kids. As long as the movie's not animated, we're good. You know what I mean? I, I, that's all we watch is animated movies, you know. And uh, I was like, okay, great. And in my mind, I'm going, you tell me this every single year, and every year it doesn't quite happen. And so last night we were, we were out, and uh, we were doing some Christmas shopping. And um, so we're going through, and we went to this one store, and there was a, an item that we thought that we wanted to get one of our kids. And has anyone ever seen that movie uh, Jingle All the Way? I think it's with, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. All right, are you? Some of you who have, you know exactly where I'm going with this. All right, so I, I'm in there, and 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 you know, I'm a guy, right? I I've, I know what I want, and I know that you know we don't need to make a stop to down this aisle or over to this aisle or over to this aisle. You think you know where it's going, but you don't know where it's going. All right, or over to you know. But we go in, and next thing I know, we're we're hitting all these little different spots. You know, looking at you know these toys and. This gift said, and, and it, whatever. You know, all I'm going is cha-ching, cha-ching, ching You know, it's just going through my head. I'm like, this is getting expensive Christmas. And so we get to the spot where, the, you know, I'm rushing her through. You can ask her. I rush her all the time. She's like the one that would, be, would rather be 10 minutes late. I'm the one that needs to be 30 minutes early. Okay, that's our personalities. And so as you, you can imagine, us shopping together sometimes, it, 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 we need marriage counseling. So, you know, we, we, get, we get to the aisle where it's at, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just not, like, totally sold on it, but here's the problem. Here comes another couple. And then they're looking at it, you know, and then me and the guy, the husband, the, the two dads, we make eye contact. You know, he's looking at me, I'm looking at her, and both couples are trying to figure out whether or not we're going to buy this gift for one of our children. You know what I'm saying? And, and you could feel like, I could feel the tension in the air starting to happen. You know, I'm like, I'm, 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 I don't even want it, but I'm going to buy it just so I can make sure this guy doesn't get it. Are you following me? That's where I'm at, right? It's ridiculous, all right? And so I'm standing there, and I'm looking, he's looking at it, and it's that, it's, it's that movie, Jingle All the Way. You know, only we didn't, we didn't go to that extreme, but we're just, we're, boom, boom. You know, back and forth. This went on for like 15 minutes. I'm not lying. It's ridiculous. And finally, you know, God has blessed me with something here recently. I think it's a blessing. I think my wife's actually getting agitated with it. And that is that I find something I like, and then I sit and I stare at it for long enough. Guess what happens? I don't like it no more. I just turn away and walk away. Long story short, I turned away and walked away, and so did that other guy. He turned away and walked Nobody bought the thing. All right? The point of that is, is we have tension. We allow things to happen in life. You know, you think about this for a second. You know, you turn on the news, you check out your social media, you look at things, and, and you see a world that's just full of tension and anxiety and problems and, and turmoil and, and just, you know, things going on, you know. And, and sometimes it can be a, a real downer, especially right now. This is supposed to be one of the most joyful times that, that we are in. I mean, think about this. This Jesus that we serve, who is he? He's called what? The Prince of Peace. And give you a little bit of education here. In the Hebrew, it's the word sar shalom. Now, sar means this. It's the one who is in charge. It means the captain. It means the Lord. It means the chief. It means the general. In fact, the word shar in the Hebrew later on was was moved over into the Romans to be a, a czar. And then later on became Julius Caesar. And that's how that all came about as, as that reign happened. But then you have the other word called shalom. And that means tranquility. It means peace. It means rest. So we can understand that Jesus is the captain of our rest. He's the general of our peace. But yet, we look at our lives and where we're at sometimes and we go, things just sometimes aren't. That peaceful. I mean you see couples and they, they fight and you go where's the peace in that Lord? Going ballistic on one another in a store. That wasn't us I promise but I've seen that. And you go where's the peace in that? You see churches split and you go where's the peace in that? You see the world that we're living in right now and, and you see the calamity that it's all about but yet this person was brought as what? The prince of peace. And then we look at our own lives and we think, well, the moment I accepted Jesus Christ, you know what should have happened? Everything should have become peaceful. Everything from that moment on, moment on should be peaceful. But come to my house on Sunday mornings, getting ready for church, guess what? It's not peaceful. And you're laughing because you've been there and you know it. Not my house, but your house, all right? <laughs> you look at your job and, and, and if you do something wrong and the boss comes down on you, what? It's not peaceful. How about you, you, you go to the doctor, you get a bad report. What happens? That's not peaceful. I think what we've done is we've miscategorized or mis- misdefined the peacefulness of Christ. We've, we've taken it to, in our own definition, and in our own selfish well-being of, you know what? Peace needs to be in this This way, my life, my outward being needs to be peace. My inward being, there needs to be peace. There needs to be peace in my job. There needs to be peace in my family. There needs to be peace in this world. After all, God sent his only son, the prince of peace, to what? Bring peace. I have two thoughts for you this morning, and the first one is this. He is the peace who comforts you. The peace who comforts you. Understand this. Jesus wants to bring comfort To your life. Um, John chapter 14. Verse 27 says this. Peace. I leave with you. It says whose peace do I give to you? My peace. I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. I'm going to repeat that scripture again. He says peace. I leave with you. Christ speaking, the peace that he has. He's giving us peace that what brings comfort, peace that helps us in in, in the troubled times. Maybe not to calm the situation, but for us to understand who is in control, and that is him. You see, and this is really touch base a lot in this sermon series, is that we can't always control everything that happens around us. We can't control how other people act or react or say or, or anything like that. And, and indirectly, that sometimes affects us. Sometimes it can cause us more problems than we were wanting or, or problems that we weren't even anticipating. And so our world that we were hoping that would have peace all of a sudden doesn't. And then we look to God as to say, God, where's the peace at? When he's saying, look, I'm trying to do a work where? Inside of you. See, I've promised something, and that is I'm here to comfort you. I'm to do a work inside of you. There's a scripture in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, and this is what the word says. It says this, don't be anxious about anything. What does the word anxious there mean? Don't be worrisome. Don't be afraid. Don't be timid over it. Don't be, um, you know, don't allow yourself to fall apart. He's saying, don't be anxious about anything. Don't be worrisome. Don't be scared of it. Look at the world that you're living in and the, and the problems and the, and the things that are, are happening around you. God says, look, don't worry about it. That's hard for us to understand. That's hard for us to grasp. Because why? We want to do, we want to fix. We want it fixed not now, but yesterday so that the problem never even happened. And so what happens is our world becomes just turned upside down and we get so worrisome about everything. And when God is saying, look, you're my son, you're my daughter, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to bring you through. I'm going to carry you through whatever storm that you're going through in life right now. You need to understand that you will come out on the other side of this. But what you're going through is only for a moment. It's only for a season. It's not going to define who you are as a person. saying, rather, he needs to be the one who defines who we are. But he says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, that's hard. You need a highlight. You need to underline. You need to tattoo it on you. I don't know what you need to do, but you need to understand. But in every situation, by what? Prayer. You want to see a life change, pray. You want to see God get involved, Pray. Wednesday night, the Bible study, which you guys really need to come out to, it would really help you in life. But, you like that? It's awesome, isn't it? Don't you love it? So, I was talking to him about, and we were, talk, we were looking at John, and, and uh, I mentioned to him, I said, you know what? God is looking for this for us. Tell him what you're not liking about you right now. If you're jealous about someone else, God, you know what? I'm not hiding this no more. I'm jealous about these individuals. Why are they getting blessed and I'm not? Throw it out there. Let's let him work with you on it. God, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I'm frustrated with you, God, right now. I'm frustrated that I'm not feeling your spirit like I want to, but yet I'm also not disciplined like I should be when it comes to you. You see, he says, don't be anxious. About anything. But in every situation, that's the good, the bad, the ugly. In every situation, by what? Prayer. Taking it to him. Conversing. Talking to him. And what? Petition. With what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I I said this example Wednesday night, which you should all come out to on Wednesday nights. Bible study. It's great. I said this to them. I said, you know, this week. I had a lot on my plate. I had a lot going on. And, uh, man, before I I got into my prayer time, I had mentally taken notes. God, this is priority one. This is priority two. This is priority three. You know, I had an agenda for God, you know, because my agenda was way more important than what his agenda is. Have we been there? Yeah. Even I go through that. It's called life. All right? So I, I had an agenda. I had requests that I was... I was giving them to God that morning before my day was to take off. I was giving them to him. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I don't know what happened, but I got into my prayer time, and, and the thought came across my mind, before I go to God, I need to thank him. And you know what's sad sometimes? You know, it's like the thought goes to my mind, well, I need to thank him that way. He thinks I'm really appreciative of everything so that maybe he'll work everything else out. Right? Did we not? <laughs> let's be transparent all right let's be honest and that's what we think I'm gonna thank him and then I'm gonna hit him up with everything when I got him all buttered up and then he's gonna answer it it's kind of like the boys come up daddy we love you daddy I love you so much And it's mainly Carter because he's the one that's more talkative about it all and then I'm like oh, I love you too buddy yeah can you get this and do that and, and you know that's what I'm kind of that's what we kind of do with God sometimes we're trying to butter him up and so I got into my prayer time man and uh I'm sitting there and I'm praying with God and, and, and the thought, you know, i got to thank him and then I'm going to hit him up with everything. And I start praying and I start thanking him. And I don't know what happened, but next thing I know, I, I, just, I just kept thanking with thanksgiving. And I just, I just continued. I couldn't stop. Because I started to realize how much God has done in my life. That the needs that I have right now, one, he already knows about. All right? But number two, I know that he's got this all under control. And I know that everything works out according to those who what? Who love the Lord. And so I just want that whole, the rest of that time, that prayer time was just all about thanking God. Thanking him for what he's done in my life. Thanking for what he's done. And you know what? When I walked into that prayer, I walked in with a a little disgruntled, a little frustrated, a little scared, a little fearful, a little not really knowing what my emotions were, but by the time I left that time of prayer, it was like God's got it all under control. What am I worried about? Nothing, and just walked away. You see, the scripture says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, what, present your request to God. This is like a perfect outline for your prayer time, a perfect outline for your life. Perfect outline for those times that get so hard and so struggle. And you begin to think, where is this Prince of Peace? When everything around me is crashing and burning up and and going up in smoke. Where is this Prince of Peace? He's working inside of us. He's comforting us. He's directing us. He's leading us. And the second thing that he is, is he is the peace who brings salvation. Um, Romans chapter 5 And one says this, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. Not because we're here trying to do our own good works. That's not why we have peace with God. We have peace with Jesus. We have peace with God because of the faith that we have in him. You have peace with God. You have peace with God because one of his attributes is he's what? The prince of peace. You see, sometimes it's hard for us to understand that we have justification through faith to have peace in him and through him. Now, let me ask you guys a question here. And I've I've done this before, so some of you are going to remember it, but I want you to be honest. How many of you in here have ever told a lie? I'm just waiting. I'm I'm looking for the one who's not. All right, excellent. So we've all, you know, we've all told a lie. Um, How many of you have ever taken something that wasn't yours? Yeah. Have you noticed? I haven't raised my hand at all yet, guys. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We've all made mistakes. Is what I'm getting at. None of us in this room are, are perfect. That's right. Not one of us. And watch this. As you continue to move on and you live your life, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to falter. You're going to fall. You're going to have your shortcomings. As you live your life, you're, you're, you're going to go through times of, of real life struggle. And, and you're going to go through times where it's not fun and, and you become frustrated. You're going to live your life, and, and you're going to question even after this message. Who is the Prince of Peace, and why isn't He bringing peace in my situ- situation? You know, many of you in here, from you know, even after hearing today and admitting that you have lied, you're going to, in the future, lie again and possibly take something that doesn't belong to you. You see, the Ten Commandments are written, and and those are laws that were given to us. You know, don't commit adultery. The Bible says if you look at a woman with a thought in your mind, you've committed adultery with your heart. That's that's a harsh word to understand. All the guys are going, Pastor Kevin, let's move on now. All right? You know, if we're not respecting the ones who gave birth to us, our parents, we understand that we are to do what? Honor them, aren't we? To honor you see, we're going to break these commandments that God has given us. But thank God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall, what, not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, one of my favorite, my favorite scripture. if you ever want to know, I'm going to tell you my favorite scripture right now, Psalms 46.10. I have to live my life like this because I'm a person who's very high strung, going, 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 okay? And, and, and I, you know, it's, it's just who I am. It's how I've been built. But Psalms 4610 brings me to my foundation in life, and that is be still and know that I am God. What does that scripture say to me as as it's my favorite? It means... When I do wrong, I still need to be still and understand that he is God. And his God is, he is my everlasting father who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to do what? Forgiveness of my wrongdoings, forgiveness of my bad attitude, forgiveness of my sin. That, that scripture means to me, be still and know that I am God. That when my kids are going crazy and sometimes it's hard for me and I've got to step back and step away from the situation and go, God, you got to work with me. Work with me, Father, right now, so I don't say something that I could regret later or act in a way that would be unpleasurable for him, for God. You know, that, that scripture means to me when, when, when we're in a worship service and everything wants to go haywire, I got to go, God, this is all about you and not about us, and we have to be still. The situation means to me, you know, that scripture means to me when things around me are just going crazy and and it seems like there's confusion and disruption and calamity all around, I have to step back and understand, be still and know that he is God. You know, I ask this question, you know, to start with, is there something in your life that you would like different? Is there something in your life that you would like to change? I think we all could say yes, we have something. We have people we would like to be changed. Don't look at your spouse. Don't look at anybody beside you. You know, we have our jobs that we would like to change. You know what? We even want to change ourselves. Some of you, you look in the mirror and you look and, and, and you don't see who you are on the outside, but inside you're not happy with what you're looking at. We all want things that we need to change. We understand that the scripture says that he is what? Our prince of peace. That means in that storm, in your mind, he's wanting to calm those waters. We saw many times throughout the scriptures where Jesus would look at the storm and he could calm the storm. If he could calm the storm then, do you not think he can't calm the storm now in your life? Yes. Why? Because he's the wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. And this morning he is the Prince of Peace. I want you to stand with me today. And I'm going to close out with this scripture for a moment. And it comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. And this is what the scripture tells us. It says this, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of of Christ. For what? For himself. You've been brought away for himself. Thank God that that Savior was born in that hectic manner. In the craziness that was of the situation. and the calamity that was taking place. But yet still there was peace. And that peace was Jesus Christ. You know, thank God that the same Jesus is so very real in your life. When everything's crashing, everything's burning, everything's coming, and, and sometimes you, can't, you, you almost can't feel like you can breathe. But you need to understand that Jesus Christ is the one who is here to comfort us. He's the one who has brought us salvation. We can understand that sometimes the best thing we can do is just to be still in the moment. Be still and say, God, the scripture says I'm not supposed to be anxious or worrisome about anything. But rather, I'm supposed to come to you with these things through prayer, through petition, with thanksgiving, presenting my request to who? Him, God the Father. So this morning, my my thought, my challenge to you is, what is it you want different? I hope today that what you want different is maybe your relationship with Him. I hope today that what you want different is to understand that the season that we're in is not about everything that's happening around us, the parties, the programs, the the gifts, the trees, the whatever. But it's about the Prince of Peace. It's about the one who calms the storms of your life. It's about the one who died on that cross for your sins. It's about the one whose love is what? Abounding. We talked about that last week. His love is so large that there's nothing you can do that the love of Christ cannot reach you. That this season is about the one who is, who is always standing before, before you with his arms open saying, I, it doesn't matter what you're going through, I still love you. It doesn't matter how you even acted, I still love you. I want to embrace you in this moment. But you know what? Jesus can't embrace you. He can't be that wonderful counselor. He can't be that mighty God. He can't be that everlasting father. He can't be that Prince of Peace if you first don't allow him to do so. So I wonder today if there's anyone here who doesn't know this Christ. You don't know him as your Savior. My challenge to you would be before you leave here, you get to know him. Before you leave here, you and I get together and we make this right with the Lord. Because I believe that the most important thing that could ever happen is not anything that we ever receive underneath of a tree, But it's the salvation that Christ has offered us in our life. You know? And then the other thing is maybe this this, things that have been happening in your life have, have taken a toll on you. And it's been hard. And you've heard my messages. My messages have been very themed closely together in the last several, probably two months. It's God trying to get our attention. It's God trying to say, you know what, you need discipline in your life spiritually. It's God trying to open your eyes and, and to say, you know what, I'm here. I, I want to give you that, that peace, that comfort that you've been searching for and longing for. So our challenge today is, is, you know what, God, here I am. I need more of it. I need more of you, God, in my life. I need more of you, Jesus, in my life. You know, I, I, it seems that I keep tripping up over the same things. But God, I'm not giving up. I need more. The struggles of life get real, and sometimes it weighs on us so heavy that we can't hardly get up. Sometimes we have to go to God. I need you to take this off my shoulders. I need you to give me that peace that passed what? All understanding. I need you to be the Lord that I believe in. I need you to be the one to hold my hand through this storm. In fact, don't hold my hand, but Lord, carry me through it. So this morning. I'm going to close with prayer with you. My prayer today is that you would understand from the message that was given that you would take it with you and you would look up in the scriptures your, your own. Understand who this Prince of Peace is and what he can do and what he wants to do in your life. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. And we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, God, for the scriptures that you have given us and the message Lord that you've brought to our attention today but God we're asking we're asking for you for your son Jesus Christ to be that peace that we need the storms of life are, are sometimes takes over and, and sometimes it gets hard God sometimes we don't understand why decisions have been made that have been made and why they affect us the way they affect us sometimes we don't understand what the thoughts that we think or the things that we go through the things that We're weak at, but God, we need you. We need your son to strengthen us, to help us, to lead us, to guide us. So this morning, our prayer, God, is do a work in all of our hearts. Do a work in us, God, that you can be that wonderful counselor, that you can be, Lord, that mighty God and that everlasting father. But, Lord, also that prince of peace. Every one of us in this room need that today. We need your strength. We need you to speak to us. We need you to lead us and to guide us, to give us words of encouragement, to to surround us with people of like faith, God, to, to help build us, God, into the men and women that you desire for our lives. I pray for all of us in this room, Father, that the plan that you have for us and the will that you have for us, Lord, that we will go after and that we will fulfill the work and the plan that you have in store we will, Father, allow you to be that God. That we will allow you, Jesus, to be that Savior and that King that you so want to be, Lord. We want you to be in our lives. So, if God, my prayer this morning is that as we leave here today, that we take this message, that we take this word, this understanding, that, God, you are our Prince of Peace. No matter what else is happening around us, our rest can be in you. Because, Lord, your word tells us to be still and to know that you are God. And, Lord, we will exalt you. We will exalt you in everything. We will exalt you in the good times. We will exalt you in the bad times. We will exalt you in the times where we feel the lowest. And we will exalt you in the times that we feel the highest. Father, we love you and we thank you. So, Father, as we leave this place, our prayer today, God, is let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen, amen. amen. Listen, we love you guys. Expect to see you here next Sunday. But tonight, be here for the kids program. It's going to be awesome. See you later.